sweet land of liberty, our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinach. Welcome back to Freedom's Ring, my friend. The topic of the hour is the vaccine and the potential for vaccine passports and mandates. But it's not just how far the vaccine is going to go, but how much resistance we have to it. And why is it that those who are pro-life are the most resistant, it seems, at least among evangelical Protestants. And I've asked my good friend, Dr. David DeRose, the president of Compass Health, on the web at compasshealth.net and YouTube videos at Compass Health Consulting uh, to be my guest today to talk about some of the myths that it seems evangelicals are buying into, myths that are ever prevalent on the internet. David, welcome to Freedom's Ring. It's great to be with you, Alan. It's great to have you. So, we were talking before the show, and you pointed out that pro-life evangelicals, far more than pro-life Catholics, are vaccine-hesitant. Do you have any sense of why that might be? Well, I mean, that's what the data is indicating. And my guess, of uh, again, I, I'd be speculating. I haven't seen anyone try to drill down on this. But, um, you know, the Pope has come out with statements basically urging vaccination, at least things that I've seen. And I know uh, it's interesting Catholics seem to look at that as an endorsement of the vaccine, and many Protestants think, well, that's a reason to stay away from it. I actually find that very ironic, though, because uh, we shouldn't be making decisions about our health based on who's for it or who's against it. Those of us who've been doing health ministry for years, Alan, you and I go, go way back and try to promote God's principles as far as lifestyle. We've seen this. I mean, for decades, many Christians opposed the message of Genesis 1 that spoke about an ideal diet, basically being a what we call today a whole foods, plant-based diet. And they said, oh, well, that's what the Buddhists use. I mean, that's what the, uh, the New Age folks are doing. And now a lot of Christians are looking pretty embarrassed because they rebelled against something that God was endorsing just because people that were not Christian or didn't uh, espouse their viewpoint also embraced that position. I think we're, we're in danger of falling into the same position with vaccines. If we're looking at who's promoting and saying, hey, well, that person's not a Christian, I'm an evangelical. Uh, I'm just very worried that we become so reactionary that we're not actually looking at data. So I think I hear you saying that there's a tendency to kind of rely on faith rather than science and to see some kind of conflict between the two. And that reminds me of a kind of a meme or an image that I saw recently in social media that had a, a lady wearing a T-shirt that said, if you believe God will protect you from the pandemic, why do you need guns? Fair enough, fair enough. You know, but what I want to ask, you know, the point of my saying this is, is not to get into a debate about gun regulation, but we do hear from a lot of people that, well, I don't need the vaccine, I don't need the mask because God will protect me. So, you know, you are very much a devout, uh, Bible-believing Christian doctor. Do you see a conflict between practicing health and safety measures and faith? 
Actually, you know, the simple answer is no. And and the bigger dialogue, Alan, is we've become so individualistic that even people in their Christian worldview, they're, I mean, it's totally foreign. I mean, we're inspired by the story of Esther because Esther was what? She was willing to risk her life for her people. And today, what I hear all the rhetoric focusing on is, hey, I don't want to do anything that might hurt me or might not protect me. And if anyone starts to talk about social benefits, well, then somehow that's socialism or communism or, uh, you know, some spiritual agenda that's foreign to Christianity. Jesus walked around the Holy Land doing good, healing people. And uh, I wish Christians today were seen not as people who were just so interested in, quote, looking out for their own interests, but were really interested in their communities and looking out for people. I'm not saying that that predisposes one decision or another when it comes to any of these issues, but I think we've become so focused on what is in my best interest that we're losing this important aspect that Christians were designed to be light, we were designed to be salt, we were designed to be a blessing where we live. Those who have been regular listeners to Freedom's Ring have heard me talk about this before. You know, I'm based in Southern California, and we have a number of large churches that didn't simply get frustrated at government regulations on, you know, dealing with the pandemic, um, but they threw out the baby with the bathwater. So, you know, instead of saying, well, we believe that we can meet safely like Christians done in other states and practice distancing and use masks and, and, you know, use safety precautions. They threw all precautions to the wind and they crammed everybody in. Do you have any sense of, of why we have this kind of, you know, either faith, it's either my religion or, you know, kind of secular science. And there's, you know, it's like we're back to the, the scopes era and the monkey trials, you know, and it's a conflict between faith and science. How did we get back to that kind of fundamentalism? The thing I've been struggling with, Alan, is, you know, the very same questions you're asking. And one of the things is I look at the world in which we live. We are bombarded with information. And folks, it seems we put ourselves in a position where we want to be able to sort through things quickly. We're getting, you know, all kinds of notifications and posts and, you know, whatever, however you look at it, all kinds of information flooding us. And it seems like there's this desire to quickly come up with tags, things that we can say, this is good, this is bad, and I can just reject this because this person said this word or this individual said that, so therefore it's all bad, and I can X that off my list. And the problem is people are making these decisions or taking positions, like you pointed out earlier, that someone just steps back and says, how is this logically consistent? And I think we're in danger of really hastening the worst end-time scenarios of Christians, not because of powerful forces outside the Christian world, but because we ourselves are putting ourselves in a position where Christians can be looked at as the enemies of society because of our own ignorance. It's not because we're taking a stand for God's principles in many cases. And so you've done some broadcasting on what you call the five myths that people are believing too readily about the vaccines, right? The COVID-19 vaccines. Um, we don't have time to, you know, go into the depths that you do in your own presentations. But what are some of these myths that people are believing based on false information? Well, my concern, Alan, just by way of background, is especially with believers. We're latching on to stuff that's poor science, it's poor data, and then we end up looking foolish at the end of things. I'm not saying that everyone's got to rush out and get a vaccination, 
But the messenger RNA vaccines, uh, the first myth is, uh, and this has, I think, been dispelled in many minds, but there's nobody dying from COVID-19. All the deaths are misclassified. And so just looking at, at death data in the U.S., 16% increased mortality from 2019 going to 2020. Clearly, something's going on. And the most logical explanation, and the explanation that the public health community is saying is COVID-19. So it's a real problem. Right. I think most people have have aligned with that. But a lot of people in the Christian world early on were just saying, this is nothing, you know, deaths are misclassified. So that was the first myth, that there's absolutely no need for a vaccine. Well, just recently, David, I know you've seen these numbers. study was done showing that in 2020, the United States experienced an excess of 900,000 excess deaths. Now, we have the official count as we're recording, is somewhere in the 580,000 range of COVID deaths. But overall, they're saying, forget about you know the cause of deaths. The total number above that which is expected, and we have good you know data sources to know how many are going to die in a given year. We've lost more than 900,000 more people. So that certainly confirms, even if there's some miscounting here and there, the overall impact of this pandemic has been very, very significant. And, and it's true, you know, some of the naysayers are saying, well, some of this could be from lockdowns, and there's no question there have been huge mental health effects and other things. But um, if you go to the next myth that we look at, the one that's getting a lot of traction right now among conservatives, and not just Christians, is this whole idea that there's basically thousands of people dying from these messenger RNA uh, COVID vaccines, and those are the ones that are the safest. Yeah. Well, you know, I know um, we helped promote a webinar put on by Loma Linda University, and one of the guests was an epidemiologist there, works with the Centers for Disease Control. We've had, you know, 50 million people vaccinated, and we know by now that it's safe. And, and let me put it in context, because one of the arguments has been gaining traction even since my video came out is, you know, just looking at raw what we call VAERS data, you know, vaccine adverse events data from the U.S., People are saying, well, look, at influenza didn't seem to kill many people. And there's all these deaths and people that we followed for, you know, with the COVID-19 vaccines. The problem with those comparisons is they're not equal. Many people don't realize we're doing what most people would call active surveillance with the COVID vaccines. If you've gotten the vaccination, you may have enrolled in the V-Safe program I did. And they're tracking people actively. That doesn't happen with, uh, with flu vaccines. So a lot more emphasis on data collection and a lot more tendency to report. We would expect people to be reporting a death in an 87-year-old a couple months after a COVID vaccine from a heart attack, where they probably wouldn't report that with influenza. So it's not really an even playing field, and that data comparison is really not comparing apples with apples. And other myths that people are believing? Well, the one that was perhaps the most shocking to me is some of my friends of color saying, uh, you know, you're not talking about the Tuskegee experiment. And uh, I was happy to have Dr. Eric Walsh from African-American Roots himself to actually chime in on this question. And he just points out the irony. Tuskegee was where they weren't treating black men who had syphilis. It's just the opposite. I mean, vaccine clinics throughout the U.S., the one I went into, was treating people regardless of their gender, their sexual orientation, their race. None of that was, was asked. And uh, everybody's getting the same vaccines. So uh, for people of color to avoid these vaccines, thinking this is Tuskegee 2.0, is just hard to comprehend. And yet I understand. I work a lot with Native Americans. I understand the skepticism 
with, quote, the federal government. This is not the federal government, though. This is uh, really public-private partnerships. I mean, Pfizer, Moderna, this is not the government, although people want to all lump it under that heading because the government did invest in these vaccines. No one seemed, though, to complain when the government handed them stimulus checks to try to help with the pandemic. Well, some of those who didn't get the checks may have complained. Well, possibly, for sure. You know, but there's a kind of a deeper issue underlying these myths, and it's where people are getting their information from. And the proliferation of misinformation and how easy it is for, you know, we have a term in Yiddish, a maven, a self-proclaimed expert. You know, there's lots of self-proclaimed experts out there hawking, you know, all kinds of things, trying to get their 15 minutes of fame. And, you know, too many of us are so willing. You know, years ago, I imagined putting out a book series, you know, a skeptic's guide to various topics in the Bible. And, you know, Jesus says even the very elect are capable of being deceived. And so I'm thinking, you know, skepticism is a good thing. But it seems like even that we've taken too far. Because the QAnon thing is, you know, do your own research and uh, be skeptical. And I'm afraid that we're skeptical in all the wrong places now. It's interesting to me, Alan, that we want to put all these labels and make the dialogue very simple. But the Bible continues to confront us with how our stereotypes are wrong. And story after story, look at the Gospels. Um, The people that you would label as being in the wrong are the ones who end up being the heroes, the prostitutes, you know, the tax collectors. And it's just interesting as you read through that, or you look at the story of Jonah, you know, Assyria, a terrible empire, but what? God saves them. God intervenes. And so I think we have to be careful. We want to make all these things black and white. Unfortunately, there's often gray, and where there's gray, there'll be discussion. And once we say, we've got this all figured out, and anything that doesn't fit that stereotype is wrong, then we have closure, no dialogue, and this is why we get this fragmentation in our church and in our society. It's been a great conversation. Dr. David DeRose, compasshealth.net. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Reina. Until next week, let freedom ring.